Welcome everyone to another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. I'm Lauren with Creme de Mint, a branding and packaging design agency. And I'm here with my co-host. Hi, my name is Natalie. I'm the founder of Cloud Create, a web development agency based in Tampa, Florida. And today I would like to welcome Lucas Schmidt. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to answer a few questions here in the uh, nutraceutical industry space. And uh, hopefully we can all learn a few things and, and get to know a little bit about the industry a little more. Absolutely. So I would love to hear about your background and how you got into um, how you got into the supplement space. Sure. Uh, it started quite a while ago. It was, uh, I would say, probably about eight and a half years ago. When I graduated college, um, I worked for a company called Redcon One. Um, it's a very familiar company in the industry. Uh, they're they're quite at the top right now. They're quite the one of the largest, I would say. Um, I started working in various different departments, starting with sales, and I worked uh, in logistics a little bit in the warehouse until I finally got to know um, one of the owner's friends, and he was in the manufacturing side. So he kind of pulled me over, and I just quickly grew some passion for the science behind supplementation, I would say. Started to learn a little more, study it in uh, college, and that's kind of how I started. And then shortly after that, I uh, I quickly climbed the ranks in that company I joined. And then I decided, you know, it's time to, I actually gathered up a pretty uh, good amount of clients and I figured, you know, I like it so much and I'm so knowledgeable at it at such a young age that I figured I would start my own company. Um, I did that, it did very well um, for, I would say about two and a half years. Until I I found myself in a position where I couldn't um, service my clients at the rate that they were growing, so I kind of you know that's when I brought in some partners and you know did some mergers and things like that, which didn't work out too well. Um, so right after that, I basically started a distribution company for ingredients. So I kind of got away from the manufacturing side a little bit, and I joined just the raw materials distribution side. You know, kind of helping out other manufacturers and, and friends and colleagues in the industry that I knew. And then I, I was actually called up by the founder of NutriCap, and he he pretty much said, hey, um, you know, I sold NutriCap too, and those guys are restructuring, reestablishing over there, and you know, I think uh, you would be a great fit, you know, to help out a much larger scaled operation. And that's when I, you know, I said I put put aside the small dreams that I had, and I said, you know, what, I'm going to go over there and try to build something that's already, um, I would say you know, known in the industry. And a lot of people already uh, recognize NutriCap as a, a big operating company that has serviced and helped out, you know, thousands of customers and uh, have, have helped them pretty much bring their ideas to life. Um, so I said, you know, let's let's do it. And I took on that that task and here we are now. So that's a great you. like kind of story of navigating the industry, finding out like yeah. really, really getting quote unquote getting your hands dirty yeah in the pretty much uh, yeah, I would find myself you know going home with powder filled you know all over my face and clogged up my nose and all dirty from you know just kind of being in that production space so uh it's important to learn the uh, the dirty work as well so oh yeah absolutely that's amazing and like that probably gives you an edge in this aspect as far as um entrepreneurs they come to you or they come to your company obviously and they want to get started and let's say you have somebody they don't really have much experience like what can they expect from starting to work with you guys as a manufacturer um we we like to welcome our customers with uh 
very open arms, you know. So if someone just has a general concept or an idea of something they want to make, um, you know, we we like to pretty much take that from the ground up and just kind of help them out with the entire process. So we we honestly don't expect much from customers except um, the fact that they come, they're willing to to work with us. You know, they have the capacity to to want to learn and understand about what they're doing, of course, because not everyone knows everything, not not even us, you know. Um, so yeah, and and of course the financial freedom to to do that. So. So they can even come even when they literally just have the idea. Before they even have a prototype in hand or anything, you know, if they have just a, a slight idea of what they want to do, we can we can take that and we can uh, draw with it. So amazing! That's yeah. like an incredible resource for so many entrepreneurs, especially getting into the space newly. I think that's like a really big barrier for people; they don't sure. know where to start. So yeah, it's definitely. really nice for you guys to kind of position yourself in a way that you can help everyone with that. Talk to me about the process. The inception pretty much starts with having an idea, right? And then having that idea being essentially brought to life, right? So we would take um, just a concept, you know, someone wants to come in and they have an idea, they, they try something, you know, that they buy at the store or something, they, they like it. And they say, well, I want to copy this thing, you know, I want to make the same thing. So I want to make the same pre-workout or the same, uh, you know, amino acids or whatever the case may be, a, a fat burner, or, you know. Um, and we pretty much just take that, even if they don't have a formula, you know, or anything like that, we'll start with the formulation, we'll put that into R&D, so some research and development, um, help the client understand, of course, what they're putting in their formula, what it does and, and how it affects um, the human, you know, as it gets absorbed. And uh, we'll pretty much start the whole thing. So, you know, he'll understand what's inside of his product and we'll go through some packaging options and things like that, what they want their product to look like, you know, how how they want the theme to be behind their labels. and and the graphics behind that and then the whole production pretty much so from there on um, you know we kind of take it and we do the whole work so if uh, someone just basically has you know the slightest uh, spark in their head and they say you know i want to make something like that they can come to us and we can surely help them out with, with that so. there's one part of supplement manufacturing that i've definitely been involved with before when i was working um for a supplement company many years ago and this is like claims and labeling and regulations and all this kind of stuff do you are you able to help your customers with that as well where you can kind of guide them on what isn't isn't allowed to be said when it comes to not only their labels but their marketing too yes very important and we do over here at nutricap have our own um department which handles that so they're in charge of all that they're constantly um learning and, and studying about the fda um, on all the moves that they make, of course, because it's ever changing, there's always uh, small little things that are being changed or adjusted. We do do that and um, expect every manufacturer out there in the industry to pay close attention on that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great, especially because like startups might not necessarily have the budget to hire someone full time that's to stay right. on top of everything. So that's, that's right. great that you help uh, new customers with that. That's right. That's right. Yep. Talk to us a little bit about the quality control measures in the supplement industry in regards to safety and effectiveness of supplements. It's basically just making sure that everything that you buy, receive, take, you know, send out, um, everything in between in production is always uh, following a specific and very rigid protocol. Um, just like we, we, you know, the previous question, we kind of kind of taken from that is, the FDA obviously requires you to do a whole lot as a manufacturer because it is very important that what everybody takes and consumes 
is good for them, right? Is or as at least safe. The the QC protocol is actually a very long um, process, but we would start with you know the materials that we buy, so that we source, you know. So we'll we'll kind of procure that. We'll have our procurement team get with the suppliers on all the COAs and things like that. And uh, most suppliers should have all that documentation nice and ready for you as soon as you ask for it. Um, if if not, it could take them up to a couple of days to do it. Um, but they should get back to you very quickly on that because that's important. Um, but we do uh, verify it in various different ways. So, you know, like I mentioned, our procurement team will find that supplier. They kind of narrow down a bunch of suppliers based on um, the qualification process that we have here. Um, so we'll pretty much just kind of review it by um, credibility, you know, those kinds of things. And then we'll ask for all their paperwork. And then once we do get that, some of them uh, we'll, we'll kind of take in house here as well. And we'll also test it ourselves to verify and kind of double check that all those things are, are uh, performed and they're all, um, you know, industry standard and quality controlled. And then we'll, that'll go through an FTIR or something and we'll pretty much take that stuff and, and test it for, you know, the heavy metals um, is, you know, the, the assay, the micro, the, the physical characteristics of it. So that a botanical, is it a flavor? So, you know, there's various different things that come into play on that end. And we'll do, we, we do test finished products for, you know, HPLC, which is high performance liquid chromatography. We'll test it for, um, if the, if the customer, a lot of customers will, will want it, the, the whole panel. So we'll do just a full test on every single panel. Um, that's a little bit more costly, but it's, uh, it's very, um, I would say it's, it's concrete, you know, so that's, uh, I would say the, what we consider the last phase of testing in which which we consider a, a very clean product. There are several things that you talked about just now, and I want to mm -hmm. pull it apart a little bit. Um, so talk to me about, you mentioned something about a high performance. What was that that you said? So that's an HPLC. Um, basically, it's a high performance liquid chromatography. Um, it separate, if you put it in the, uh, in the machine, it separates each compound. So we'll test it for its purity. And that's basically the most standard that we'll do on a finished product. You were talking about how you select um, suppliers for raw materials. What would you say is important to look for when you're looking for these suppliers? I would definitely say there's a, there's a couple of steps into finding a good supplier. And number one would be if that supplier will not hesitate whatsoever to give you any information that you ask them, right? So if you have any questions about what they're making, the color of the, the, the powder, your, the smell of it, if it's odorless, if it's tasteless, if it's just the basic stuff, um, they should have all that ready for you to go. Um, and then, you know, as you dive into some of the more complicated stuff, they should also be able to provide all the documentation necessary for their ingredient that they're selling very quickly. So if they, if they didn't have, you know, a, a batch that was tested uh, not too long ago, then it turns out that they're not the best and they don't purchase a lot um, or very frequently. So it could mean that a lot of their stuff has uh, a lower shelf life, you know, um, just a lot of the things that you have to pay attention on is basically all stated on all the paperwork that they do. So all the COAs and things like that, and you could ask for all the standardization testing that they, that they do. So basically just, um, you know, being able to trust that their stuff is reliable based on the uh, documentation, things that they provide. So you mentioned documentation, you mentioned this, uh, the COA, mm -hmm. that is the certificates of analysis. Can you Tell people what exactly that means. Like, what is that showing? So that um, those who are on the podcast, if they aren't sure. familiar with it, what? Yeah. Um, so a COA would be a, a long list of um, kind of a, a very 
scientific um, document that you would receive, which will tell you the statement of the ingredient that you're testing, right? So a COA would would have things like um, would would everything perform? Would it that that means that if is everything clean? Is um the, you'd have the assay of it, you'd have the micro, you'd have heavy metal, um, the physical characteristic of it. Um, so all of those things would come in a COA, um, and it's important that you, um, you you have uh you know someone that actually has a background in that and go ahead and verify that. You talked a little bit about this um, earlier about the industry standards and regulations. Can you talk to us a little bit about good manufacturing practices um, and what that means for a company or a supplement company to have that certification? The, the GMP is very uh, crucial in this industry. Um, I would say it's it's probably the certification that means the most. Um, um, it, it certifies that your facility is within good manufacturing practices, which simply states that you are following all the rules and, and uh, guidelines that the FDA kind of requires you to do. And of course, there's a long laundry list of that, right? So um, it starts from just general PPE, which would be, you know, the hair, hair nets, uh, masks, gloves, things like that, that you need just for the lab, you know, lab coats um, to pretty much everything from having um, things in the right order in the lab, you know, having a sink where it needs to be. So there are very, uh, a lot of factors that come into play with when getting audited uh, for a GMP certification. And um, it takes a lot of time and um, attention to, to go ahead and pass that. So it's, it's very crucial to have that. And I would say that every manufacturer should have that, so. With the GMP certification, does the FDA come in and take a look, or is that when you're an FDA certified facility? Because right. I've, so I've heard of both, and I'm wondering, like, I think they're they're different, right? They are different. They are different. That's correct. So an FDA certification is a complete different thing than a GMP certification. Uh, the the FDA uh, certification will be granted to you by the FDA. So. Um, that and they will come in and they'll do you know some randomized like audits or come in and they'll inspect your facility or something like that, which is very common for that to happen. But the GMP certification is a complete different thing. So that's a whole audit that you, that, that will be taking place by um, a different organization. So it'd be a third party, different from the, the FDA. Like you know, there's there's a there's a couple of GMP cert, uh, certifications out there that you can receive from various different organizations. But yes, they are very uh, different. The FDA was just more of a standard, um, you know, kind of register your facility, give me your physical address, things like that. So you know that you're a real business and that you're following those, you know, they kind of want to know just specifically what you're making, what you're selling, um, what kind of service you're providing, things like that. And then the, the GMP would be a little more complex and it'll come in and they'll actually inspect and uh, and make sure that everything that you're doing in there is is in accordance to what the FDA expects you to do. So, so would you say that, like one is better than the other? Or do you think like- No, they are both just as important. Both? They're both equally just as important. Um, and the FDA registration you absolutely need to have. There are some people getting away with not having a GMP certification. Um, that's also against ethics and it's, it's against what the industry expects you to do. But there are people that operate under just an FDA registration, you know, and, and they get away with that. But um, yes, they are equally as important. They are, they're both, they, they, they're both, uh, you know, showing that what you do is ethical and it meets 
all, you know, everything that you're supposed to do. So. Wonderful. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And let's talk a little bit about packaging. Like what kind of offerings do you have for like packaging materials, bottle types, enclosures, um, closure systems? Um, talk yeah. to me about that. You know, for packaging, it's uh, the list is pretty extensive. So there are, you know, various different bottle types that we can uh, purchase and, and stock various different colors, types, you know, so the that's pretty much just based on what you want to make and kind of how you want to package it, right? So for colors, it goes from, you know, all the way from brown to pink, you know, and um, it, obviously the most common ones are white and black and clear. Um, those are the ones that we use the most, I would say, and, and, and uh, you know, the most standard, what you would see on a shelf pretty much. And but they can get pretty crazy, you know? So people would like to do different types of flavors and things like that, seasonal uh, launches where they'll, they'll launch something uh, very innovative for that season or something like that. And we'll use, you know, a purple, um, you know, or a brown, like we just did something, uh, a pumpkin spice where we just did like a glossy brown. And we did that like label where it's it, like, it's like a 3D texture, which comes out pretty cool. And uh, it's like a mosaic, which is a unique label that, um, that that it's like a painting, you know, that can't be duplicated. So uh, yeah, it gets it gets pretty fun and interesting, and you can be uh, very creative. And there's a lot lots of ways to do something fun when it comes to packaging, labeling, things like that. So so if like a startup were to come to you and they wanted, um, you know, to start their product line, uh, what is the minimum requirement, or does it depend on what it is? Um, no. So our over here at NutriCap we have a minimum of 288. So a customer could come to us with, you know, like I mentioned, just a, a quick concept, uh, concept and, uh, you know, from the inceptual kind of take that. And if they want to start with something that's as low as 288, we can do that for them. I know it varies from, from, yeah, from, from, Much uh, lower from manufacturers. Than... Yeah. It's something that it's a, it's a selling point for us over here. It's something that we're, we're proud to say we do because we, we help a lot of, um, you know, people that, or initially, I would say, um, you know, not that financially uh, flexible, and we can take that and actually kind of help those guys get to the top level from, you know, not having that um, that that same, you know, advantage that some people might have financially. So, so the two eighty eight is that based on a custom formulation, or is that based on like? existing items that you can private label and then a part two to that question is what about the packaging like do they have certain options like fewer options because they have lower quantities or does you know is the whole array of packaging materials available to every client sure so yeah that that question is a good question um it kind of gets a little bit tricky once um customers per se um, they want, you know, something that we currently don't, because obviously our inventory levels, obviously they, they're always fluctuating. So um, there, there might be some, some, you know, some items that we have in stock at the time that we might not have, you know, in a month or something. And if that color just so happens to be a color that a cu customer wants to use, and it's not one of the common colors, you know, for packaging, then yes, uh, depending on the uh, the amount that they want to order, we kind of have to reflect on 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 how much that we're going to buy because we obviously have to meet the MOQ from the supplier as well. Um, so in those situations, they can get a little tricky sometimes, and we try to push the client and obviously you know if it's okay with them 
to, to go with something that we do have in stock on uh, that case, or of course, increase that quantity that, that we're going to order. Um, and the same thing happens for ingredients as well. So if a customer has, you know, um, some ingredient in their formula that we need to, to source out and we don't have in stock and that uh, supplier requires a certain MOQ for us to purchase, then we would pretty much have to ask the client to order that many bottles that will reflect how much we'll use in that formula while purchasing. So um, it happens in both ways. So with ingredients and plastic as well. And, uh, but that's, it's, it's hardly ever the case with the ingredients, uh, I'll be honest. And a lot of the times it's, it, it's, it's pretty rare that you'll see that with plastic as well. So usually most of the times we'll have, have everything uh, catered to the customer here in house already, or we can just purchase it without a memo. And so if they did custom formulation, the 288 is still the same? Yes, that is the same. Sorry, I, I didn't answer that question. Yes. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, yeah, the 288 would still be the same. Um, for a custom formulation or a stock formulation, which you like to call an in-house formula. So um, yeah, so it's 288 across the board. Wow, that is definitely very different than other manufacturers that I've yes, talked to. Yes, it surely is. It's uh, something exciting here over at NutriCap, so. Yeah, uh, it's amazing that, that you get to um, like really, really help the little, I guess it's the benefit of being a big company like you guys are, where you have the ability to, you know, maybe not have the biggest possible profit margin in the beginning, but you're growing with the company. That's so right. That's right. Like, and, that's, and that's what, uh, and that's what I mentioned when we're proud, that's, that's what I say, you know, and I, I say that with my chest and it's just because we really are, we, we like to see the you know the the smaller guys eventually become the you know the lines in the in the jungle over here and we're right there next to them you know so we're partners the, the whole way through so we like to to consider us partners very close hand in hand so that's amazing and how do you like i'm sure since you're dealing with so many entrepreneurs and some of them might be newer to the space um what are some of the pitfalls you see the most i'm sure you have some and you probably try and steer people in the best directions sure. you can but what do you see there's a lot of people that would come in and they they kind of have this idea right and that sometimes they want they want it they're, they're so focused on the formula behind it um versus the actual marketing behind it right so a lot of them though they'll, they'll just want to make some sort of crazy product and they think that they're putting the you know, the best ingredients possible. And they're creating some some sort of a secret formula here, right? That that nobody, you know, ever came up with or, or will come up with. And I always tell customers, you know, try not to focus so much on that part, but the actual selling behind it, right? So it's always important to have a product, a good product, and of course, a very unique uh, formula and a formula that works great for what you wanted to achieve, right? But um, I also tell, I, I, I like to tell customers that it's important to focus on the marketing behind it, so. Um, I could I not really agree with you more. Yes. I work with a lot of Shopify stores, a lot of e-commerce, and the marketing is so important in order to actually get, like you could have the best product in the world. Oh, that's right. You don't back it up with marketing. It's not going to get right. into That's right. You're going to have a hard time, right? And I've yeah. seen something like, you know, and, and, and take white label as a perfect example, you know? So uh, uh, something as simple as putting one ingredient and, uh, you know, and, and there's various different companies that do it and they... They do a very good job at it, right? So they have one ingredient, a simple ingredient in their in their formula, and it's going through the roof in sales because the marketing behind it, right? Yeah. So, uh, so true. That is uh, one of the pitfalls, I would say, the greatest pitfall that I see. 
I see that a lot too. Like clients will come to me and they'll be excited about a new product that they're planning to launch. And I'll ask them like, what are your marketing channels? Sure. And they'll look at me like marketing channels. Yeah, like I haven't, I haven't thought, thought about of that, that part, right? Like really? <laughs> like that's probably the first thing you should think about is, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, what are your marketing channels? How are you going to get this in front of people? How are you going to get people to buy yeah. this product? Pretty um, much, yeah. And if that's you're not thinking how, about that, then that's something that's something that you need to think about. <laughs> um, so what would you say is the number one question you get asked most by your clients? I would say that the number one question that people always want to know is, is there a product being made in a facility that is qualified, right? So, you know, everyone wants to come and tour the facility and we have to schedule that. People want to know all of our certifications we have to send that all to them you know so usda um organic um fda gmp so halal you know everything that we have we like to bundle it all up and send it to them it's important to have so i would say that the number one serious question that you get asked is you know are you qualified right are you a lab that can make my stuff clean do you um are you seeing any particular trends right now like within the industry maybe since you have like an insider perspective on it some industry trends. Right now, what I see a lot of um, are people shying away from artificial sweeteners. You know, we're Sample Lab Innovation Center over here at NutriCap. We're making less and less samples of artificial flavoring when it comes to our powders. So I'm seeing the industry really make a huge shift to the more natural and clean um, and, you know, more focus on the, the natural side of it. So um, wow. shying away from the artificials. Yeah sweeteners and things. And so when you say like shying away from artificial sweeteners, um, are they doing things like monk fruit and stevia? There are uh, a couple of ways to, to, to flavor your, your product naturally, of course. Um, stevia and monk fruit are two great options. Uh, we do use thalmantine as well, which we've started to do here not too long ago and it's become a big hit. Um, what is that one? It's called thalmantine. It comes from a fruit and it's it's very, very good. And we found it to, to mask a lot of the vegan proteins and things like that. So it's a very interesting um, flavoring technique that we started doing here. And we're learning more and more about it and, you know, flavor profiles and things that work really well with it. But it's something that we're, we're, we're exploring a lot over here right now. So and where is that fruit from? I, I'm not familiar. Let me just pull that up here because I just started researching this and I'll tell you a little bit about it. I'm so interested. Like when monk fruit first came out, I was super excited and nobody was using it at the beginning because it was so yes. prohibitive. From, I know it comes from uh, Africa. I just want to know what region. So it's West Africa. Oh. It's called um, Katemfe. So it's a plant, right? So it's a varroid pathogen and um, it's very interesting. It's a red, uh, red fruit and it comes from, from Africa. And it tastes really sweet, so it's it's got a very sweet taste to it. And you got to and, and and all you need is a, a sprinkle of it, you know. So you need a tad bit. Um, you don't need a lot of it. It's not cheap, um, I will say, but it is worth it. So we're we're and finding out that it's it's a, a very good replacement for the stevia because stevia sometimes leaves you with that aftertaste and a lot of customers. Yeah, I don't like that aftertaste. How does it compare to monk fruit? Um, it's pretty similar in regards to the sweetness level, I would say. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, uh, just kind of with words, but you got to try it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's very sweet. I would say just like 
same sweetness level as as monk fruit with the just a, a, a great aftertaste that you get. And what would you say is the best way for people to reach out to you? What's the best way for them to be in, get in touch with you? Uh, best way would be my email address. That's ls at NutraCapUSA.com. Well, thank you so much. You have been a wealth of information. This was super interesting. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that maybe we forgot to touch on? Um, any other tidbits info that would be helpful for people? Um, you know, besides uh, what we covered, I think it's just, you know, the public it's important to know, you know, having a sense of direction on what you're doing and then making sure that wherever you're making your products, they're, they're highly qualified and, and you can trust them. So. Wonderful. What's your website, Lucas? That so way people website is NutriCapUSA.com. Okay. Perfect. Yes. It has a nice little video on there. I watched it. Before. It does. It does. It's user-friendly and it, uh, it, it provides plenty of uh, you know, helpful links and information there for everybody to go and see and learn a little bit. And of course, if they are interested, reach out. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. We really appreciate your time today. Um, That's it for another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. I'm Lauren with Creme de Mint Design. And if you need a label design, I'm here to help. And Natalie, our co-host, can help with web development. And thank you so much again, Lucas. Uh, We look forward to um, continuing our partnership. Sure. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it again and have a good one, everyone. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.